Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Hello, Santi. Welcome to the Strand Center, Strand Tennis Center podcast. Steve Capo here. I am your host. Santi, what did you ask me right away when I turned and looked at you? Oh, I was like, what happened to your face? Santi, I... You know, I've lived off my looks for all these years, Santi. It's been so many years of just... I, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an influencer. Look at me. Look. Uh, no, you, uh, you know... Sun exposure. You know, you go out and you, you know, dermatologist stuff. You got to, I got beat up actually. I had a fight. We had a fight with one of the clients and this is what happens. I lost. No, uh, no, you, uh, when you teach and you've taught, you teach outside, you know, you get exposed to sun. You got to be careful. You take stuff off and all that stuff. And, but I live on my looks, Auntie. Microdermabrasion? Um, I haven't gotten a microdermabrasion. Um, I think Maria has. Yeah, I've never gotten a microderm. I can't believe you know what that is. Uh, yeah. How do you know what a microdermabrasion is? I mean, I've had girlfriends and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I know well, girlies. Very, I used to be very really high-class like, girlfriends. To, oh, yeah, I don't, I've never, like, think they've had it. But I used to be, in, like, really into fashion and, like, beauty and stuff. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I know it was weird, random. Now I dress like a bum. Like we got to talk about that. You yeah. tr- wanted to be a fashion designer? Yeah, I really like clothes and stuff for a while. But huh. I was into like a preppy style, like J. Crew, Banana Republic. Okay, classic. did you wear like penny loafers and stuff like that? Remember Not those? really. I wear like, like sweater vests and like a tie. And, like, so what made you change? You were like... I'm a bum. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't know. No, was this, it was lazy. just a phase you were into? No, and you're it wasn't like, like a phase. I don't know. I just got lazy. Well, what got you out of fashion, though, I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. I think once I hit college, I didn't care about dressing up anymore. I just went to class. Did you ever design anything? No. You never drew or anything no. like that? I didn't really So draw. you just liked clothes. So I was, yeah, I was like either going to be, I wanted to be a fashion designer, Formula One racer, <laughs> <laughs> or I was supposed to be an architect, but I didn't go to architecture school, even though I got in. So wait a minute. You wanted to be a fashion designer, but you never drew anything? No. I just like dressing people up. I don't oh, like say, to dress I wouldn't them say up. I like to dr- design my own stuff. So you like to be kind of like I'd rather like like you know those like uh, how about like you, a okay, costume you know director the store, or something uh, like that? not the store the show Queer Eye for a Straight oh, Guy yeah, yeah. yeah I'd like to be those guys and then they you know like they take like some guy that look, looks yeah, like sure. he's, you know like blue collar or white collar yeah, or whatever yeah. blue collar and then like make him like look like a gentleman. That that was funny. the first one was good. Did you see the original too? That original, the original so, Queer Eye. Probably, I don't. It was good. Really old. The older ones are really good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, I like the new ones too. The new ones were good. So I didn't know you wanted to. Uh, I used to really want to be a fashion designer. Yeah. Why well, you want to start a clothing line? Yeah. yeah clothing. You want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> did you see the documentary, uh, the Abercrombie one, White Hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah I watched right. it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. So, it was just so interesting that the phase is. I didn't even think it was a phase. It was just a normal thing. That everyone liked Abercrombie, and then if you wore Hollister, it wasn't as cool. Well, um, it, it became such a backlash. I didn't know all the history of all the. Uh, we're trailing off. We'll get to the podcast. Yeah. We're having fun. <laughs> I didn't know the whole history of how exclusionary they were with work-wise. Listen, I yeah. I, I don't disagree. Like when you listen, this is the the two di- dichotomies of the whole thing. You gotta you have to hire for for diversity sure for the right people for the job sure you right. can't just say listen we're only hiring you know white people that are good looking yeah. whatever you can't do that you can say you know 
this is what we're selling. Everybody sells an image. When you yeah, s- yeah, see yeah. something on Vogue, sure, it doesn't have to be. If you want it to, like Polo, if he's selling a certain image, this is what yeah. he sells. Yeah, yeah. If that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Yeah. I, I'm not talking, you know, the clothes and the look of the model, whatever. That's what people, yeah, that's I don't different. know, people look and that's what they want to sell. Yeah. That's what they want. That's fine. But when you go behind the scenes and you're basically racist behind the scenes, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Right. But what I think they've done is they've gone the other way. And Abercrombie has been diverse now. With the clothes and what outwardly models, and I don't think they have to do that. They just have to hire people that are diverse and are best for the job. But why are they doing it on both ends? I don't get it. Like, it's not the because the clothing brand started, right? I feel like they're trying to stay afloat. I think they are. I think they're they're trying to, I think they're kind of trying to float with the times instead of being Abercrombie was always. Like years ago when it started in the 50s, that kind of rugged, like, yeah, yeah. cowboy thing. Yeah, yeah. Now they're just trying to be diverse, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think they're going to go out of business because they're trying to appease people. Yeah. But that's not, like, it's like selling, like, like it's like uh, Louis Vuitton selling their bag, but saying, okay, now we're going to do a diversity bag. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. It's just their design. That's what they sell. Staying true to who they are. Yeah, the, right? but yeah. there's not, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. when you start to be racist behind the scenes. Yeah. That's totally wrong. Yeah. Where they were like, where they weren't giving shifts to certain. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah. You got to do give I a shift it. to the best person. And if you want to say, listen, we're going to hire four models to just be out front today to do something, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't like not hire whatever. But yeah. but yeah. I think when you don't stay true to you know the design of what you're doing which it's like again it's like tiffany's or something i mean they're they're iconic brands for a reason because yeah. of what they're selling yep. of the thing that they've sold right that i mean I, I don't know but we got into fashion so oh. did you what was your favorite who's your favorite fashion designer oh, i don't know i don't have a fa- i'm not like big on brand name brands i just like I don't know, clean cut. Style. You said J. Crew though. I like J. Crew a lot. Uh, I used to really like Express, but then I was like, they're too. I don't know. I like J. Crew, Banana Republic. Okay. I like all fashion, but more so like the clean cut, preppy type of like. So this the business casual type of like, uh, you know, maybe like a yacht boat life type of look. This is a perfect segue. Yeah. So I'm going to do, we were just talking over the schedule and talk about marketing and selling, right? Yeah. Why did that reach you? And when do you remember the first time you saw a uh, boat thing or marketing thing? What, what, well, like, what like you, for example, so, yeah, what did you see? Yes. So like now I, like if I don't wear, when I'm not teaching, I'm either wearing slippers in the winter or Sperry's all summer. That's what all I do. What kind of slippers though? Uggs? No, just like regular moccasin, like basic moccasins. Nothing too crazy anymore. So no brand name? No, it used to be Clark's, but then I just bought my whatever. Okay. I just have whatever now. I don't even care about name brands. But for Sperry's, I used to wear Sperry's every day in the summer or, you know, when it's hot out. I wouldn't okay. wear, I don't wear sneakers. I don't wear anything. I just wear Sperry's everywhere. Um, but very top, the boat shoes, you know, like with no socks. Yeah, but I I'm from, asking you, oh, what struck you first when you were a kid? Did you see an ad or did oh, you see somebody wearing it? I don't know. I would say like uh, maybe the movies I watched because I okay. watched like uh, like Cruel Intentions, which had Ryan Phillippe and they were all like preppy. Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, I, I used to be Reese Witherspoon and all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to be like a, like a skater boy though. So I was like a mixture of both. I used to wear like baggy jeans and stuff. And then I changed from that to, like, more of a preppy look. Um, and then I used to watch, I don't know if you remember the show called The O.C. 
It was like a big oh, yeah. type. Orange big, County. Yeah. yeah. So that was a very like surfery, uh, you know, type of vibe. Yeah. So this is a great way to segue into marketing. So what do you think if we talk about this and I will bring in our commissioner and director soon in a couple of minutes because he's the leader of our marketing team <laughs> or our sales team. He's more of our sales leader. But why like for my first comment on that is yeah. it's just like influencers all yeah. it's all the same right instead it's of it vi- being on visual. tv now it's, like visual. it's, Back then it's influencers was on uh-huh. tv you know mm-hmm. when they were smoking cigarettes in the yeah, 30s yeah. and 40s everybody wanted to buy cigarettes it's the same thing yeah. so when somebody on their instagram is wearing something yeah people buy it because it's the same thing the kardashians why i mean they yeah. sell so much it's crazy yeah. they're huge i mean charlie d'amelio from tiktok which got 140 million followers yeah. She's doing ads left and right. The people yeah. will buy it because it's same. It's the influencer they just thing. See them buy it. They think it's cool. But because of technology, what do you think will be the only thing that is left? You buy your moccasins. You don't know, but give me the process specifically of how you buy your moccasins. Oh, so if I want moccasins, I'll first I'll look up like the kind I like. Depends on like if they have. Like, do you just kind. search moccasin? Uh, I would probably first, because I really like the Clark ones at first, okay. so I type Clark's ones, and then if I find them in my size and on sale, then I'll get them. If they're not on sale, then I'll look at other ones. Okay, you that's know? all, because that my point is, the way technology's going, the uh, way voice just, apps are going, just like if you don't say the brand, yeah, yeah. it's gonna over. Whatever, they're they're going to bring you whatever, whatever you whatever want. pays for the be top, right? Correct, so yeah. if you don't... So if I want a burger and I say, Siri, get me a burger, they're going to give me whoever whatever they spot. pick, whoever paid for yeah. that spot. Yeah, yeah. So that's why brand is going to be everything. You're not going to be. These kids are talking into the voice app now on the phone when they're five. They're not even going to be realizing, uh, what, you type they're something? You're yeah. not going to be typing anything anymore. The kids are just going to be like, hey, get me that new toy from Toys R Us or whatever. That's out yeah, of business. Yeah. But get me the new toy f- from Disney. Yeah. So brand is everything. So if we are on the Alexa app or any of the Google homes and they don't ask for a strand tennis lesson, they're going to pick any lesson that is given to them. And that's the issue. So brand is everything now. Everything else is commoditized. Like, you, again, I can't even, the Google searches are going to be useless eventually. It's going to be, you're going to say it. They're yeah. going to give it to you, yeah. and that's it. So, and I, I, that's why I was just trying to analyze what you're typing in. So you're typing in a brand name. Yeah, you're typing, yeah. You wouldn't even just, like, I... How, I, how long do you think that'll take? Because I feel like people, like, my age and your age are still going to want certain types. Like, we'll, we'll say it, but we won't, like, we're not automated. Like, these kids, once they're, the kids are older, they'll just say it in the phone, right? Well, it's pretty... It, it, well, it's happening now, but we when does it become critical mass? Thing. Like, yeah. so those t- like the refrigerators are smart now, right? They'll know yeah, when you're out yeah. of oh, milk. Yeah, when you're, that's and so they'll order creepy. it for you. That's it's creepy, creepy right? Yeah. <laughs> but that won't be... I think, again, you'll sacrifice the creepiness for convenience. You'd right. just be like, who cares? They already know everything anyway. They know everything. They have they're been, listening like, right They're listening now. to everything. It, yeah. doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the yeah. tracking part with the Facebook thing has been a big deal. Yeah. But but can we even <laughs> really stop it? No. No, you can, you can get rid of the phone. Uh, you can yeah, do that. You can get rid of all that stuff if but you want to. Get rid of the phone? Hey, Alex. Alex. <laughs> How are you? See, this is a live show. People come in and go, oop, yeah. people are doing things. Um, 
So brand is the only thing that you have. Yeah. If you don't really create a brand, yeah. you're just going to be information doubt. Okay. I think, what do I think it's going to happen? I talked to the Alexa voice app people, and they are selling ad space, right? Yeah, and I yeah. said, well, I want a 10-year solid contract at a fixed price. Okay. They wouldn't do it. Of course not. The, only the price them, is going to go yeah, up. It's going to go up like, like crazy. crazy. I said, yeah. I want to be number th- number one. Yeah. Or number, I think it was number one or two on the search for tennis. Yeah, yeah. In this 30-mile radius, whatever, whatever yeah, it yeah. is. But I want the contract for 10 years. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. So I said, no, well, it's not there yet. Maybe I'll wait and start doing it in two years. But yeah. it's going to, I think it's going to c- happen quicker than you think. And really... Oh, as I'm hitting mics and banging things. Really, I. It's tough though because you thought you th- how much you think that we sell. How much is sold online now after all this pandemic stuff? Sold online? What? What do you mean? Online commerce, e-commerce. Oh. How much is it of? Oh, billions of billions and billions. But percentage everything, out of a hundred percent brick and mortar oh, oh. Uh-huh. and e-commerce, how much one. you think? I would say at least seventy-five. No, no, it's still More? not. Before really? the pandemic, it was only like. Twelve percent. Really? Yeah, it's gone I feel up like a lot. Buys. No, buy stuff. No, they family. don't. Really? People, people still, like still to go, go to store stores. And touch stuff. They still yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So they it's like not as much. I mean, it's pushed like crazy. I think it's. I don't know the number. It's definitely over fifty percent now, but it's not seventy-five percent. Think it's because of the age groups, as well. Like older people like to go and touch stuff, and then younger uh, people like to just automatically order it online. I think so too. And they're still. Big box stores like Walmart that are yeah, very yeah. popular. It's a lot cheaper. That sometimes. people go to. And it's like instant gratification because if Correct. you can find it, you just get it. I think so. So how do you build a brand? That's a good question. <laughs> do you feel like we're building a brand or you're building a brand over the years? I, I think it takes a long time. Like, think about I mean, we're, noth- yeah. we're nothing like. You think about names like Nike yeah. and Tiffany and. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you think about Apple, you think about Polo, you think about all of these things, that's years and years of branding, and it's years of (sighs) creating such, there's got to be a quality of the product too, right? Nike, how did they do, they did it by promotion, but what they did was, they got the biggest, well what happened in the beginning, Okay. you want to start with Nike, Read Shoe Dog, uh, Phil Knight's book. It's great. Shoe Dog. Adidas Adidas. was number one. Oh, were they? And they were two brothers. They were German. Okay. And they started to fight. And they fight with each other. And one of the other brothers started Puma in the process. They were... Oh, okay. And in that process of them fighting, Nike slipped in there because they were having... They were just... They were having problems, in other words. Yeah. So... But Nike... (laughs) You know... I mean, between just do it and all that promotion, all but in in a perfect way. Why is Amazon? You know, it's the same thing. It's all marketing and advertising. Yeah. Think about what was the one of the biggest. What became the biggest company in the world is Amazon. What was the one of the biggest platforms in the beginning in the '90s, probably around 2000s, somewhere 90s, I think. One of the biggest ad spaces, now it's like Instagram swipe up ads and TikTok ads and yeah. Facebook, was Google AdWords. That was a big, Google. big so advertising. Like, so Is that like when you search stuff? Remember when you search and on the side it would be like, hey, buy a watch. And it, 
It was a Google AdWords ad. You click oh, okay. on it, you own those words. Say you oh, okay. say I own the word tennis. Yeah. yeah. And if It'd you clicked on it, it would go to my site. Oh, okay. It's called Google AdWords, and you own that word. So, so my ad said, "Hey, come to Strand Tennis," and I own the word tennis for five cents a click. It would cost me five cents oh. a click if people clicked on it. That's crazy. Amazon was the biggest buyer of Google AdWords back then. That's smart. They spent, I don't know. Enormous amount of money on Google AdWords, and now well, they're the one of the biggest companies in the world. Nike, yeah. tons on television in the '80s and '90s, right? Yeah. Great athletes. How about you know Michael Jordan and uh, Spike Lee and all those ads, right? Yep. So now, what we're trying to do, like any other company, is create a brand online. Okay. So you do TikTok. Right, you right, do right. Facebook, you do Instagram, you do all of those things. You do a podcast, right? Yep. Because the podcast, we don't talk about, hey, come to Strand Tennis, but we're no, talking about hurts. tennis, right? Yeah. And hopefully you'll come. Yeah. But you never want to. And We've the key never to, said that. The key, We've never said. Hey, yeah, we never say that. Say, because the key to what? it is like, you. well, the bottom, well, so there's difference between, there's two differences between sales and branding, right? There's right. sales where I go, hey, come to the club. Yeah. And this is the prices, and please uh, come. You'll, you'll love the lesson. And yeah. branding is when we just talk about it mm-hmm. and never offer a transaction. Yeah, it's like hey, like building an image. Correct. Branding is building an image. Yeah. I I like branding more than sales, but yeah. they're both necessary, right? Because yeah. we have to sell. Right. But I really think with this podcast, the key to selling is really branding. Right. You've got to create a brand because I'm – this is like my mentality. I'm not really like, please, 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 they call me, call me. Call. It's like a relationship. Uh, please call me back home. I'm not like that. This is who we are. This is who I am. We like yeah. what we do. Yeah. If you want to come, yeah. come, give us a call. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Right. But, but you also have to realize how much information is out there. If you're not heard to say, hey, how are you? No one can have a chance to see who you are. So you right. still you need to create content, right? Information because you know how much content there. I forget the I forget oh, the thing you. between what what between the beginning of time and nineteen ninety. I can't remember what year it was. Right. All the content produced between the beginning of time and I think it maybe it was two thousand. I can't remember has been whatever doubled and tripled each year for the last twenty years. So think about it. The beginning of time, Chris would love this, till 2000, all this content that has been created has been doubled and tripled each year for the last 21, 22 years. Something like that. It's insane. Yeah. There's just too much information. Well, it's like the new new age, new wave age of advertising, right? It's not, we don't advertise like they used to back in the 60s and 70s. Nobody watches TV as much as they used to. I think it's the it's same like, advertising, just different it's platform. It's different platform. Yeah, just yeah. a different platform. It's the same, you know. It's the same thing. Like we said, thing, just smoking platform. a cigarette in the 40s and 50s, yeah. everybody wanted to be like Clark Gable and Cary yeah. Grant, and they yeah. gave him a cigarette and say, make it a Marlboro and we'll sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, again, the Kardashians wearing something. It's just like yeah. somebody wearing all this yoga stuff and all these things yeah. on their... Lulu's. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. All their information. So, I mean, all their... That's how it's sold now. Instagram Influencers are huge, even on a small level. Even if you yeah. can get 20 mm-hmm. influencers that got 3,000 followers mm-hmm. in your local community, it's a big deal. Yeah. You don't have to go... 
for I have to get the twenty million dollar uh, twenty no. million you follower pearls. Like you can't that. get them. You can't afford them. Anyway. You can't get them anyways, yeah. and you don't want them because if you're a regional place like we are, yeah. what's the point of us having? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, who's what's his name? The the boxer is the dude who's huge. Uh, you know, he's McGregor. No, no not, not McGregor. No. Knocking guys out. The white guy. I don't know. What what's his name? Oh my god. Boxer. Oh my like god, who are you killing MMA me? or just a boxer? I think he's MMA, isn't he? Or is he boxing? Well, he's on pay-per-view. Knocked the guy. They said it was fake. He knocked him out. Oh, oh Jake oh. Paul. Yeah, that like he's huge, right? He's, yeah. Huge. Like what, YouTube star Imagine boxer. I was trying to get Jake yeah. Paul to do a strand no. ad. Like, what's the point of that? Like, so it's a one hundred thousand dollars just for thirty seconds or something. Is that what it is? Probably. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Charlie D'Amelio is getting. I don't know how much a post. It's insane. Yeah. One hundred forty mil. She's, I don't. Uh, it, it's insane. She's making one hundred forty mil. Oh, no, followers. 140 million followers. Oh, 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 I was like, oh, that's crazy. 140 mil. Um, so. You want Chris to jump in? No, not yet. No. no, no. Chris, Chris can be patient. He can be patient. So, really, you have to have a kind of a two prong strategy, right? You're going to yeah. do a lot of branding. I would say to me, the yeah. way I like to see it, I like to do 80% branding. Yeah. You're branding, you're talking about the club, you're not selling. Like, we do our TikTok ads. What do we do? We don't do ads. We just do tips. Yeah. Just people tips. Oh, that's cool. And all of a sudden, you get all these followers because people like the stuff. How many questions I get? Where do you play? Where's this club? And you don't even tell them. I mean, you tell them, but you answer them after. When we do the lives, everyone always asks, Where are you guys? I want to come play there. Looks so fun. And I'm like, well, we're located in Chatham, New Jersey. And they're like, oh, I live across the world. I'm, I'm like, in right. uh, Malaysia. Yeah, I'm like, uh, Let's well, do a remote lesson, but that's okay. Yeah, but some of them visit New York. So I'm like, if ever you're in the New York City area, you can come visit the Strand. We're not that far. But TikTok's great because TikTok is not really based. Like, you go on Instagram, you have followers. Yeah. They're in your feed. Right. But TikTok has got a For You page. You don't have your followers in there. It's random to what you're interested in. So Mm -hmm. if you like tennis and you're local to the area, it's going to feed that to you, which is a great thing. I mean, it's it's advertising inside. So if somebody lives two towns over Mm -hmm. and they love tennis and they're on TikTok, we're going to be on there for you. How many people, kids that we teach outside? Oh, you're on my For You page. You're on my For You page. That's better than anything. Yeah. Because it's based on your interest, yeah. not based on the followers. Right, so right. the follower content is not as important on TikTok because it's based on interest. Yeah. Because I'll get stuff on my For You page that I don't follow the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never get that on Instagram. I just get cute girls. Yeah. Sunty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you hold for too long and they know. You watch uh, it for an extra 20 oh, seconds. Oh, really? Sunty. They know? That's what happens. That's creepy. If you, <laughs> if you scroll up, look at Chris. I didn't like, know that. If you scroll up and you hold on the picture oh, and like, just watch it for an extra five seconds, they're going to feed it to you again. Oh. You got to swip right by quick. Yeah, nah, yeah, that's I don't, right. I don't want that. to They'll know. Up. They'll feed you again. Oh, interesting. That's the whole point. Is how it's not just whether. You, oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks for that. That's our commissioner, creating noise and disturbance. So, it's not whether you like something or right. comment on it. Right. It's how long you hold on it. Interesting. And you think, oh, I'm just snooping around here. Nobody knows. <laughs> they know. Yeah. The algorithm is that smart. It that feeds you the wormhole. It makes sense. It'll just be like you're there. You're there an extra seven how seconds. Long, how long you watch this video? You must Correct. Like this type of stuff. We don't even know what this video is about, but you Correct. like it. Yeah. How many kids? 
on our TikTok go, I didn't really like it, but I'm just commenting to get the algorithm to feed me more. Interesting. They say that all the oh, time. Okay. They do that because of the comment, sure. Yeah, yeah. But so back, <laughs> this is good stuff. So back to branding. I think branding is much more important because okay. I'm not a super aggressive out there person going, I'm not very desperate. So in other words, right. to me, sales is very important though. Sales is, and this is what we'll bring Chris in. Sales is very important. Yeah. It's necessary. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business. Right. But you don't want to hit them over the head with a sledgehammer. Right. People hate that shit. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's like old school car salesman stuff. Yeah, it's like annoying. Like if you keep asking them, you know, like in terms of sales. Like, you know, like the people that go door to door back in the day selling Rubbermaid or whatever. <laughs> or like the, the, the beauty products lady. It's kind of like, you know, back then you used, that used to be like work. But now it's just like annoying. You know True. what I mean? So think about... What is a better, what is a better way to sell something? What's easier? If someone comes in and calls the club and walks in, is that really even a sale? That's just, That's just a facilitation. Yeah. When somebody comes in, I want a lesson. Yeah. Is that really, is that really a sale? What's going on with it? Yeah. Getting angry. A lot of stuff going on today. A lot of action. Okay. You probably won't even hear it on the mic. But there's a there's <laughs> there's a zoo across the street. Um, <laughs> That is really a facilitation when, you know, when you take a phone call, people go, I want a lesson. I don't know if that, do you think that's sales? No, you're just, they already know they want something. Yeah. So you don't, you're not selling, you're just putting puzzles pieces together and giving them what they want. And then afterwards, after they come in and they enjoy it, then you can add on more lessons, et cetera, to their, you know, then you sell because then you're making them come back or you're not, you're getting them to come back repeat customers and that's you know given the different options of what they can do yes you know that's those are more sales so uh, i guess getting someone in something else got them in like social media correct or videos they watch mostly or friend. sometimes usually friends yeah friends word of usually mouth usually friends sometimes yeah. you rarely and chris come on over we'll give chris a little time give chris a little time quick so. pause quick Go, oh quick pause sorry quick pause because we have technical difficulties So we, we brought in our guru. We were going to bring you in anyways, but we brought you in now, Chris. So we were discussing, this is a uh, sales and marketing, but really a discussion between branding and sales. So you were talking about when somebody t makes a phone call, right, Santi? They, they take the call. They get the lesson. That's not really sales. Would you consider that sales or facilitation, Chris? I guess I would consider it facilitation, but... The way that you handle that initial phone call counts for a lot. So you have to sort of make the person know that you care or you're interested right away. So in a way, you're laying the groundwork for a future sale. That's how I look at it. Like if somebody calls up and they say, hey, I want to book a lesson. And I say, okay, what time? And they say this time and they take it. Okay, that's not really sales. Like, like But if we talk, hey, listen, you know, you know, tell me more about yourself. I find out, oh, you know, your kid plays at this school. And I get the person talking for a little bit. I don't have to actually sell them on anything yet. But later on, the groundwork has been laid. So you're creating rapport. Right. Creating a situation where they feel comfortable. You discuss. You, you don't talk about the product yet. You're just trying to talk about 
you know, where they're from, what's going on. Because I think it it's easier to talk about where they're from and who they are and who their kids are, how the level is, because they've called. So they are on that other end. We rarely do. We don't do any sales calls here. I don't think. Like a cold call? Have we, we don't do any cold calls, right? No. No, we don't. We don't do any cold. And I'm trying to think back when I started <laughs> from the beginning. I don't think I ever did a cold call. I think it was one of those things. I, I could never. That's a hard business to be in because I hate cold calls, right? So yeah. my, my number one thing is to take me off this list. And this is another sidebar. Do you think they know that I'm in the car? Because the phone's moving. Every time I get in the car, I get a sales call, a spam call. Do you think they know that there's a GPS? I'm like so crazy about this search. Do you think they know there's a GPS on the phone, and when it moves, they go, oh, he's in the car, he's available to speak? Maybe. Do you think so? I don't, I don't know. I'm just freaking out about it. I'm just like, they just I, know I'm everything. I'm so sure. They know I mean, everything. They know where I am. They know where I'm driving to. I mean, I don't... I think this I is know. also a generational thing too. Like I don't know about you, Santi. Like I don't answer my phone at what? all. Uh, well, like okay, if you no, call, I don't if answer. you call me, I'll answer. But you know what I mean. If if it's a number, yeah, he said that about the boss. If, I'll answer. <laughs> but if you if, if if it's a number, I don't know. It's not saved in my phone. I'll never ever pick it up. No, what I'm saying is the first time. <laughs> my phone service says spam. Right. It'll say on it, so I just decline it. So what I'm saying is, I'll never answer a, fo- a phone call I don't know either. But it's obviously spam because it says it's spam. Right. Does it say spam on yours too? Yeah, it says okay. spam. Okay. So it's just a side note. I was just curious. Spam risk, it says. <laughs> spam, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Spam right. risk. That's like funny. there's still an outside well, chance. Well, you can still it answer. It could be your brother. Spam. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's a spam risk. It's your, at your own risk if you answer this. <laughs> so uh, back then, I'm trying to think, I, there was never a sales call because I played tennis in college. I started teaching at a club. You meet people internally. They start to like what you're doing, and they tell three friends, and they become your salespeople, and then it builds from there. Yeah. And then you get their phone numbers, and you continue to reach out to them because they'll say, oh, what's the schedule and things like that. I, I don't think there's ever been a cold call. Um, so we were discussing between branding and sales. Right. So where do you think the most important part, and something you can think about this too, of the branding comes and I was saying, I think it's hugely important branding. I like it. We have to do sales, but I like it as well. Is my phone on? Sorry about that, everybody. Um, but where do you think our most important branding comes? Where and when at, at this club? Where does the branding part of the strand come? Um, I think the branding part in general, I think it comes from, well, it comes from your social media presence for sure. But I think it also comes from... It comes from the high school classes, I would say. I think that's where, you know, a lot of people, they they go looking for things for their kids first, right? And then maybe, maybe you know, they take some lessons themselves, and the word of mouth gets out that way. I usually think it tends to come from the kids. Um, maybe the high school kids are the ones who are going to talk about it or compare clubs a little bit more and become very attached to one. You know, correct. I think that's usually how it is. I think we're saying the same thing because I was thinking the same thing. The branding comes on the court. So how Uh, the lesson is, how the drill is, how the clinic is creates the brand. You bring somebody in, you're terrible. That's your brand. It's like going to a restaurant. You hate it. Everybody hates it. That's the brand you you create. You create a brand 
like Tiffany making jewelry, like Louis Vuitton making a bag. It's the product. So the brand has got to be a great product you create. So all the social media stuff can be great, but if it feeds into people and our product sucks, then we're in trouble. So the brand starts with the quality of the product. Then all this stuff where we do a podcast, talk about things, and hopefully you'll notice it. And if you come to the club, that's great. If not, that's where the branding part is. We're just presenting good stuff. And if you like it, that's great. Now, there is a sales part, which we have to do, right? You've got to, like we were taught, we're looking at the schedule. Like We need to do this, this, and this. Who do we offer this to, right? And I think, because we used to have this argument with other pros that weren't as... <sighs> I guess the lack of a better word, understanding to the part of sales. And I, if you create enough of a brand, you have to look at it the other way. You have an opportunity to give someone a lesson or something that they want, and you're going to share that with them and say, hey, this is open today. I think we've created enough of a brand that they like, wow, I, I appreciate that text or I appreciate that notification. Right. We used to get opinions from people saying, oh, why are you bothering people and reaching out to them? No, I said, it's not like I'm reaching out to somebody. I've met him for five seconds and I'm going to text them 20 times. Right. Those are spams. Those are being bothered. Those are the same things like the robo texts when I go to those, you know, uh, boutique fitness places and I just go to check, like I told you, and they, I go to the fitness thing. I don't even get the relationship with the person giving me the service, I get a robo text from the company, which makes no sense. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I gotta, you got to establish a relationship with the person you're working with. So once you establish that brand, you can say, we can do all that sales stuff because we're actually exchanging value. Well, you have an opening here. This person's been here for years. They love the place. Let's offer it to them. Right. I mean, that's how I see it. I don't know how, how you would see it. No, I think that I think that makes sense. I think that you ask ask for the lesson as little as possible. I think you you say like I have this open. That's what I always do. I say you know I could do it this time or this time. You know, here's what I have this week. You phrase it like that. It's like you're not not saying hey I really need somebody like in twelve o'clock today. Please like answer. You know, <laughs> like you don't want to sound desperate. It's like but, swingers, right? Uh, John Favreau. <laughs> I, I just have to call you. I, I just got to explain to you that I. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's you have to already be on the same page. Like you have to know the person is into it. You know, and that and that <laughs> unlike cre- John Favreau, and that creates. <laughs> And that creates a relationship. We've created a brand. They like the lesson. You create a relationship. You create a rapport. And it's almost giving them, again, giving them something that they want. So it, but that takes a long time. It's when people try to sell you too quick. It's when people try to – that's why sales. the word sales gets a bad word because – there's always a few people, there's a lot of people that make it bad. They're always selling you too quick. They're always, or, so, you know, you have so many, how many finance people come in here and go, my kid wants a lesson. And then in three <laughs> seconds, it's like, you know, who does your financial uh, report? I'm like, what? Like, that's so transparent. I'd rather have you come up here and go, listen, who does your financial planning? Right. You know, it'd just be transparent about the whole thing. It would be like, I don't know, I'm going to, I, 
I don't know. They're like, I wouldn't even know how to do it that way. If you're going to sell, how would you sell a tennis lesson? Let's do this as a test. How would you sell a tennis lesson <laughs> cheap or cheesy when you are, how would you sell somebody really bad? Like, I mean, I'm saying like you're, you're walking into a facility. So we're walking in somewhere and trying to sell a tennis lesson. How the hell would you do that? Like going door to door selling tennis lessons? Like how would yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, will you knock on someone's door? Well, you know, a guy came in here today, and he's just like, "Yeah, who? You know these mats in the front, like the welcome mats?" He's like, "I'm just like, excuse me." He's like, "Yeah, can I talk to the manager?" I'm like, "Okay," and he's like, "Yeah, who vacuums your mats?" I'm like, "Listen, we're not. I'm sorry, we're not the business. We're not looking to switch. Uh, you know, vacuum crew, <laughs> cleaning crews. Sorry, like, but it's kind of funny. The guy who just walks in, I don't know where he's got no." Forget about sales. He's just he's just blatantly offering. It's like that. That is tough to do. But but here's where I'm gonna maybe disagree with you a little bit because okay. I think I think you don't want to sell too quickly. But it's also the first impression is by far the most important thing. Okay. I was talking. You know Tom Hall of this. Oh yeah. We were talking about um, the importance of of first impressions in like a job interview, for example. Uh, but just in any situation, really. And he said, in the first few seconds that I meet you, I'm going to either have a negative impression or a positive impression. And then for the next several minutes after that, I'm going to either, I'm going to look for things to confirm my initial impression. So if I come in like that guy with the, the mats today and in the vacuums, and, <laughs> I mean, my immediate impression is this guy was negative. I immediately <laughs> didn't like this guy. I wanted him to leave right away. Okay. So if he had stayed for another 10 minutes, then I would have wanted him to leave even more, and I would have been looking for more reasons why, man, this guy, not only do I, is he, his presence, like, bothering me, but he smells, and, you know, I don't like the way he talks, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll come up with other reasons. But, sure. you know, somebody comes in, like, frankly, the guy who does that job right now, he, when he came in, he made a great first impression. And everything since then, he, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, here's another reason why I like this guy, you know? So I try so to think about it. a little confirmation bias. You're trying to con- – you will confirm what you – if you think you like this person, you'll confirm a lot of things about it. Well, it's I would the same assume. reason why when you buy a car, you always are looking for – right? You're looking for <laughs> reasons to say, I, you know, I made the right decision. Correct. Right? No one wants to buy uh, – spend, you know – Twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars on a car or more, and say, "Wow, like here's all the reasons why this sucks." You know? <laughs> yeah, you want to defend your decision, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that we, we talked about that, Santi, about human resources and hiring. You hire and make a mistake. You want to don't want to admit that mistake. You want to confirm, no, 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 and then you got to. That's where you have to bite the bullet and make a quick decision. So, so how much branding do we do, and how much sales do you think we do? Percentage was, uh, I would say m- mostly branding, probably mostly branding. Mm-hmm. I would the sales side of it. I don't know. I mean, I think I think a lot of it is word of mouth. Yeah. I think you know a lot of it sells itself to some extent. Uh, the interesting thing is, to me, a lot of times getting the right person. You know, um, there's there's certain people who they'll just tell all their friends. That's what they'll do. And They're called connectors. Yeah. Right. Connectors. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Pardon me. <laughs> called you have connectors. To, uh, you need to read Gladwell's book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So there's but these connectors, Jeez. they'll, you know, they'll bring in like <laughs> 20 people. It's amazing. And then, you know, 
the guy who brought the connector in. That's the only person <laughs> he ever repeat brought. repeat that you know? a thousand times. Steve, I, I found another connector. <laughs> <laughs> double down, double down. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, good, good. No, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've had it, you know, enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've had enough. This is great. <laughs> but Chris is actually, I brought him on, he's our best salesperson we have. Seriously, he, he teaches, he's an unbelievable salesperson, and I mean that with affection, not because he's selling people, but he naturally has a way of creating incredible programs. He has an idea. He, what he does is he doesn't create something out of thin air. He senses what people like. He's a great listener. He senses, he's like, Steve, we were, we were doing when the pandemic hit, he goes, I sensed this morning program, the 730 program. It was incredible. You did all that. You're like, I can tell we should start something here because people are interested because you're a great listener. And that's what makes a great salesperson. you got to be a great listener. You don't talk. You're unbelievable listening. You start this class. And, it, and then it also becomes... You also have to love it, too. It becomes a, a game for you to put things together and say, oh, well, I can put these four kids here. I know I can put these five people here. And that's why he's fantastic. And I think if people listened 10% as much as he listens, they'd be super successful at sales. And if you learn how to sell, you'll always have a job. You'll always be able to make a living mm-hmm. because sales is huge. You're going to say something? No. Okay. No, no, I was But... That is the key. I mean, I'm blown away by the way you can listen and understand way, the way things are moving and the way th- oh, the business is going this way. We should do this and we should do that. So it's really impressive. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> That's <laughs> like a really nice compliment. Like goes, wow. <laughs> so contrary to popular opinion, I do listen and I do watch what wow. you do. Because that was a very impressive thing, especially with some of those drills in the morning, how you noticed that and sensed it. And I think that's it. you got to be it sense where people are at and that's empathy right you're empathizing well these people gotta stay at home and then they can but they can get out here because they gotta go online later and we figured this out we can do that's huge changed everything because because nine those those morning classes weren't as booked because people got to go home with their kids but we've netted out to the same because you figured out how to bring them in the morning yeah it's fantastic so i think uh the overall gist since we have to end we're running up on time santi is I think branding is probably a huge, much more important for the long-term life of your club. And sales is a definite engine that needs to drive it day to day. But you need to brand more. You have to have. And for future purposes, if you want to talk about online and where advertising is and influencers, you have to have a brand name. Because if you don't, no one's going to care. They're just going to commoditize you out again alexis is going to say get me a tennis lesson it's going to be from the most popular one anything else chris i think that's it thank you for having you here thank you sunty for sharing your fashion history i'll see you guys thank you (laughs) share it bye hey everybody hope you like the podcast Please share with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves, share it. 